Hello everyone and welcome to the Smash Attack podcast to be discussed. It's been a long time. Today I'm joined by Addy and Max. What's up boys? What's up? What's up guys? How are yous? We're going to be, uh, on our return we're going to talk about the best thing ever. We're going to talk about a movie. I mean our movie review of the Monster Hunter film that we all had the pleasure of seeing at the end of last year. My favourite film. Um... We're back in action, uh, post-COVID, post-moving houses and everything. Addy's got gear, Max has got gear, I've got gear, so we'll be coming back to you a little bit more regularly, but today we're going to talk for the next 20-25 minutes about Monster Hunter. The best film ever. Ever, woo! Now this did is coming. Out, did it come out this year or last year? Came out last year. This is coming from three massive Monster Hunter fans, we're all gearing up for Rise this Friday. Um... So I, this is being recorded on Sunday. We'll probably go live on a Monday night, so we'll be out just before Rise is. But yeah, we thought for our grand return, we'd cover this hot mess. So I've got yeah, this... I can't even sarcastically pretend that I like this movie. What? Are you, well, I'm not sarcastically doing it. I absolutely love it. My favorite part about it was that it was entirely a an advertisement for the upcoming game Monster Hunter Rise, because there, do you guys remember that part where? Where uh, Mila uh, Jovovich is that it? I don't know. Um, Paul Paul Anderson's wife. Uh, she said, "Now Monster Hunters Rise," and I was like, "Wow!" Oh, it blew me away. It was my favorite part of the. Oh, film. really? I thought the part that was alluring to Rise is when all the Monster Hunter fans who were in there rise out of their rose out of their seats to leave the <laughs> cinema. Got out of their seats. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a reference to um, Monster Hunter Frontier on Japanese Xbox 360s um uh the what is it they t- did uh 1360 and walked away it was awful so amazing. we're gonna go through bits and pieces i think the first thing we should actually do i want to hear from both of you what did you actually like <laughs> everything straight up everything absolutely everything about the film i loved how the nasilla looked exactly the same as uh nasilla from the uh from the video games um i i every time you hunt a nasilla it's it's like a uh you're being hunted down by a monster in a horror setting um that it that's how every nasilla hunt plays out um and in the film they were like you know you're stuck in this nasilla den with a million nasillas and they're also afraid of sun and they'll they will like just they get burnt by the sun i was like you know this is exactly how every hunt with nasilla is especially in primal forest um where it's sunny so you can only fight it in the shadows yeah no it, oh you know it, when you fight it in the volcano as well yeah you fight it in the volcano where everything is like made of light um I will have no. to admit though, the the monster models and like the way that they looked was actually quite good. I really like not not all of them, but um like the Nisillas, they looked pretty scary and like they weren't necessarily like the truest to their um their homage, but I actually um I thought they fit really well in like a movie setting. Um I th- thought the Diablos looked pretty cool, the Rathalos, but that's probably, I think that's about as far as I've gone talking up the movie to anybody. No, the, the Nasillas, I think, in all honesty, looked garbage. 
the I just wasn't very happy with how how they looked. The monsters, sure, Diablos looked cool, but like, why give us a black Diablos? Um, it just felt weird. It also felt weird that at the start of the film there was like three black Diabloses, just like dolphin kicking it through the sand, um, just like chasing down the ship. It, it just seemed really weird because I thought like you know a couple of black Diabloses there. Uh, from my understanding, the the Diablos, a female Diablos on heat, isn't it? Yeah. And, yes, um, that is what a black Diablos so is. Yeah. Why, why is there a bunch of them trying to take down this sand ship? Yo, like, that's that's some like, prime Diablos male. Is that because like, uh, Ron Perlman's aged so much that he looks like a Diablos? Or, <laughs> and they're just like, damn, that's some, that's some fit Diablos on that ship. Let's chase him. I don't know, that that part was so strange because at the start I got really hyped up being a, a Monster Hunter 4 veteran as seeing the sand ship and yeah. I was like, oh, hell yes, you know, we're going to see Dar Moran. Like, yeah, I was like, Dar Moran's going to pop up. up. And then it was a Diablos and I was like, okay, well, I guess, like, you could make a stretch for that. But I don't know, it... It didn't yeah. really, um, it kind of let me down a bit, actually. I think that's one of the first times I've ever seen a Diablos and felt let down. Yeah, it was pretty upsetty spaghetti. Um, but but the Diablos did look good. Um, the Rathalos, I, I can't wholly remember because I think by that point, my brain was just firing too much with hatred that I just wasn't focusing on the actual visuals of the film. Um, I was more angry at like, switch axes doing ranged attacks and stuff like uh, that yeah the switch axe having the charge blade finisher yeah hell yeah um and the uh i don't know what i can't i can't remember what plane that was but uh, at the end that rathalos like takes down was um was my favorite monster out of the entire series um it's actually a reference back to the uh, monster hunter crossover they had with metal gear solid um peace walker where they had, you could fight, you could be a naked snake and you could fight um, Rathalos. Well, they're like, oh, well, let's have Rathalos fight the army, yo. Uh, or, the, or the rangers, sorry, the um, the rangers, and they, they fought them. And I was like, wow, that's such a cool callback. Um, and it sucks. <laughs> but uh, I think, I suppose everyone's already already heard uh, what about the other monster that shows up as well? The Gormagala at the end of the film. Um, the, the, I would say that it's done spoilers, to but we're kind of like, if you haven't seen the film, we're saving you from having to watch it. I, oh. To quickly tell the audience, I physically apologise after walking out of the cinema and saying that I'm sorry that I brought them to it. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the plot itself was so stupid. It was this um, like I know you've got to make some understanding by having something that can relate to to you and our world. If you're going to introduce someone to a completely different universe, you've got to have something that can that can be somewhat relatable. And usually, films or stories would go, "Okay, what's relatable? Let's have a family in this new universe that we're going to explore." Everyone knows about family, uh, but instead, Paul Anderson is like, um, "Look, what's relatable to everybody?" Guns, um, 50 cows, you know, big uh, rangers just kicking it in the desert. Um, we had, I think it was the dude who was in 
I don't know, I can't remember the, the I think it was the guy who played like the up and coming rock star Wolfen Van Hungerbug from um uh that Tom Cruise film uh that Rock of Ages and he I haven't seen him in any film since and all of a sudden he shows up in Monster Hunter and they're all geared up in like camouflage which was weird um that's not relatable at all to see a bunch of dudes kicking about and somewhere and they were like they sung like this sonata of uh, like this kind of homey bro where desert rangers thing and then they all just got wiped and that was the most relatable thing because by that point all my brain cells were just desert rangers dying in a desert yeah i think that whole section was like hey here's some characters we need you to care because guess what they're all gonna die in like but they don't even try to make us care about them either like i mean uh if they were like Let's just make a movie about the plot line to, to four. I would have been like, holy crap, like, yeah, for real. But obviously you've still got to make it relatable to people that haven't seen it or haven't played the game. But in this case, it's like you're not even – you're throwing us all these all these different characters and all these different names and then you just kill them off and then Mila's just like, yeah, I'm still the boss, you know. What do they call her, Sarge or something? Isn't that what they were calling yeah, her? Yeah, something like- – uh, all I know is her as Artemis because that's what the armor set in World is called. So, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, that's what was she I credited know. as? Was it credited as Ar- Artemis or something yeah, like that? So on the cast, it's she's credited. Yeah, as yeah, mainly U.S. Rich, Army right? Captain Natalie Artemis. Let me just learn how to pronounce her name. Yo V. Is it Yokovich? No, it's Yo Yo V Vich. So, okay. Uh, no, nah, hell no. Her middle name is way cooler. Uh, Malika Bogd- Bogdanovna. Bogdanovna. So is she one of the Bogdanovs? Like, uh, they, they're cool people. Um, no, the, it was just so weird. These, these characters, none of them meshed well. None of them, none of them fed off each other. Um, I don't, I even thought that when they eventually introduced like the hunter, who was who was he played by, Chris? Played by uh, Tony Jar. Tony yeah. Jar, that's right. Yeah, Tony Jar um, as Hunter. I said, yeah, um, yeah, Tony Jar, and he uh, he was a cool character. I liked him. I just wish that you know, um, I look. It, it's okay for people in this world to speak English. You know, you you're allowed to do that. Um, you don't have to go. Oh, I'm fully, uh, fully realistically gonna make him all just mumble in Monster Hunter language, uh, which he didn't do. I'm not sure what what um, Tony Jaa was saying, but um, but it was just weird. He he was very expressive, uh, which was awesome to see. Like he had he brought a lot of character and a lot of passion to it. Mila just kind of deadpanned her way through the whole film. I was so confused by those two's interactions because they... How many times did they have a fist fight? They bopped on like every bloody second time they said g'day, you know? They fought for like 20 minutes straight in the cave. And then they nearly died to all of Nasilla and then they're like, oh yeah, we're best friends now, by the way. And then they fought again, surely, or or some crap like that. It was just so stupid. Yeah, and then they were taking an Instagram photo. 
every time he, every time they interacted, they were bopping on, and then we get a training montage, and next thing you know, she's <laughs> saving his life by dragging him across the desert. I'm so. I'm. What was their relationship? And, then, and he wasn't even thankful for it too. Like he, like she, like brings him back, and he gets up, and he just like starts trying to like bash her again, and then uh, what was it? Uh, they got to that bit after the desert scene also like halfway through the film or a little bit after halfway through the film how long did it take him to get out of that survival situation and that, then that's I'll, my biggest I'll... issue with the film now that you mentioned that issue doesn't yeah, it feel it, like it's what you're watching ever. two films it exactly literally it takes... feels like you're the first hour is just those two random stuff like the 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 soldiers dying the diablos fight and the silla and then the next rush to the end is Rathalos, Portal, Back to the World, other characters, Blair, and I'm like, what? Ron, Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman, um, yeah, Ron Perlman's exposition because he didn't want to uh, actually, you know, commit to the part of not speaking English, which yeah. I feel like kind of makes the Hunter's character just seem really it, stupid. It, it makes that plot point of like the the not being able to communicate thing. It it just throws that out the window. Yeah. Uh, when when old mates like, I've met people from your world before, and now that you're here on my ship, I'm gonna tell you about how Rathalos is a world-eating demon son of a gun, and he's gonna take us all out. But we're gonna go up to that big hot dog mountain up there, and we're gonna go stick some of these switchblades far up his ass. And I'm like, come on, Ron Perlman, shut up. Didn't, um, I, didn't I predict the whole movie, though, beforehand from the trailers? Didn't I tell you that they're going to get up there, they're going to think they've beaten the monster and got through the portal, and then next thing you know, Rathalos has actually followed them through, and oh yeah, no! Yeah, you said that. You said that right, Dude, before, we went in, right before we actually went into the garbage. studio. To, to be Man. fair, he did say this to me, like, a few weeks in advance, that this is exactly what was going to happen, and I was like, yeah, well, I mean, to be honest... It, like anybody could pick that from the trailers that that's what it looks like it's gonna gonna work out as and it did and it's not really a good thing I don't think going back to our topic what is with like what is with Hollywood right and any of these movies not just respecting established law and law and saying hey if we can believe that there's hobbits and stuff already in an established world of middle of Middle Earth I'm sure we can believe there are people in villages who live in a world of monsters. Why do you need to have yeah. the military connection? Not everyone outside of America has a military connection. I know it's it's so weird. It's like I said before. Like if you're going to make a, a series relatable, make make a concept relatable. Don't make the characters or like the world itself relatable. Um, there's I don't drive through the desert. You know. I don't, I don't know people from the National Guard. I think it was National Guard. I don't know Rangers. Who knows? I'm not familiar with that. But um, but yeah, it, you could just go. Like I reckon we could fix this. We could write write a way decent film. So we could just say, okay, randomly, let's come up with a random name for a village. Uh, we're gonna. I've got a lamp in front of me. Let's call it uh, Round Lampia. And Round Lampia is is a village. Uh, there's this the hunter. We're gonna go with Tony Jar because I liked him. Uh, Tony Jar, but he doesn't look like that goofy dude from Monster Hunter World. Um, he's going to look completely different, um, and he's going to hunt. He's going to get the crap kicked out of him through most of the film because he's trying to like earn a living as a hunter, you know. Because he's trying to get his zenny or whatever, uh, so he can earn a living for his for his kids, for his wife, uh, and 
he joins a caravan because, hey, what's up? Let's join a caravan. Caravans are cool. Monsanto 4, hit me up. Um, and then, bam, he starts getting good at what he's doing. Uh, then he goes, he kills his first monster. And he's like, hell yeah, finally, bro, what up? And then goes and gets it, gets armor made from it. You just like dr- just have him like dragging this monster through the through the streets, like just some low class monster. And he's sitting there like all puffed out, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm cool, Laz." And then his family's like, "Oh, Dad, you're so sick." And then he goes and gets his brand new armor made from this crappy monster. He goes and fights something else, and it kicks the shit out of him. And then he like works his ass off. Turns out, bam, this monster's actually being influenced by like. Let's you want to add Gormagala? Let's add Gormagala, man. He's getting he's actually pissed because of the frenzy virus. He keeps going to fight it and he keeps getting knocked out. Uh, he keeps getting nursed back to health. He's got to go do it. He's got to protect the village now. All the other hunters are dead. He's the last one. Damn. Well, they're not dead. That put a sound note on everything. Um, but and then he goes out and he finally beats and he's like, whoop, whoop. and then oh no, Gormagala. That would be cool. Everyone else is triple carded, but yeah. yeah. Everyone, Everyone has um, triple card. Let's have something that's relatable. A town, you know, a community, um, community wanting to help each other. Tony Jar looks cool. Um, and I like you know, that um, that notion of like he has to work up to kill that first like great jaggy, and that's like yeah. that's a big milestone because that's, that's a big milestone when you first start playing Monster Hunter. Is that first big monster working yeah, up to killing that? Is that's like that's your first part of the journey and then if you're not used to it if you're not used to monster hunter as well like let's say his his job was tony jar was um was i don't know uh uh smith or something or probably not even smith like something something so far so detached from monsters that he's he's so alienated by going into this field um and instead we got uh we got a about 50,000 different genres of films in one. We had a buddy flick, you know, there was the buddy flick. There was the, um, the fish out of water concept. Um, there was the, the high fantasy action. There was the, um, army style kind of like military shaky camera. Oh shit. Everything's gone to hell boss. It's foobar out here. The random horror section with the spider eggs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Where it's like, Oh, T.I. is like, Hey y'all. Me, Millie, yo, bitch. Uh, I got the bugs in me, and the bugs are in him, and they're like, oh, gross. And it was like really horrible. It was a pretty cool special effects. Like, it was awesome body horror. But, god damn it, man, make that a completely different film. Like, um, what is it? P- Paul Anderson's done awesome stuff like that before with his films. Like, he did Event Horizon, which is a phenomenal movie. And I just wish that, like, he, he, could focus his creativity to something and not touch other people's work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, see, just... see, for me, the oddest thing is that they just didn't do anything with the first super, super heavily based Monster Hunter, which was World. World had just come out and sold like 20 million copies. So it was quite successful yeah. or what. Where was the callback to that? Where was the love so, except for aesthetically? Say, say, say you cut that in half and that's 10 million people go to watch your film at 18 bucks a pop a ticket. You'd make your money. you make 180 million. You made your funds back. But why didn't you just use the research story? Like a young hunter yeah. has joined a research party of this new land. Like you had... The, it was... It's there. The story yeah, like, is there. You... That The first Monsanto that had genuine 
extended cutscenes, dialogue, and everything, instead of just like go talk to this person, get exposition. Like they yeah, had, they went had, for had cin- like cinematics. It was, it was there for you, and it was insanely popular. So you would have had a crowd. It that yeah. that blew my mind. I was just like, the you, you can't up, blame. Works out for you, you buddy. You can't blame um, COVID for that. You know, um, especially when your film is CGI. <laughs> like. What 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 did you have to do? You weren't filming anything. You were just filming. Screw it. Give me just just make Monster Hunter stories. Just take the anime and condense it into a live action. Done. There you go. Yeah. I mean, honestly, a li- like a a live action Monster Hunter stories movie probably would have been better. The anime yeah. does a very good job of representing what was in the game, and I think both yeah. are great. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, I I don't know. I I feel like the having the world story. While lots of people could relate to it because they've seen it and played through it, I feel like at the same time, may the people will just be like, "Oh, well, you know, you're just retelling the same thing." So I kind of understand going a different path. I just feel like if they'd gone something that was more true to the genre or true to the game um, and the the world, that would have sat a lot better. But um, you know, after listening to Gaijin Hunters. Um, review of the movie he the one line that really stuck to me that what he said was it just felt like an insult as a fan like yeah. watching this movie because you didn't feel like they actually knew anything about the franchise except for there's big monsters and this is what the weapons look yeah, like i agree yeah. because there was a review that i read and someone was like series fans will be disappointed and like upset with what they got and those who aren't fans of the game will wonder why people even like Monster Hunter to begin with. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it's it, it's very weird. I don't think it's a very approachable or, or accessible. Sorry, it's not a very accessible story or film. Um, is this is this back what it felt like when I played Monster Hunter and and I felt like it wasn't teaching me how to actually play, like. Because if I was someone who went and watched this film, and this was my first... <laughs> the true Monster Hunter experience of the film. Yeah, the tr- yeah, that's actually <laughs> She's it. the friends it's we Paul- made along the way. <laughs> Paul, yeah, exactly. Paul Anderson was like, no, nah, I want to make the full full experience. I want to disappoint casuals. Um, <laughs> I want to I want to piss off casuals and make them trade, trade the game in. Um, I want to make but- you feel like you've been fucking kneecapped. Yeah, and you can feel like that for like sixteen hours before you actually enjoy it. Yeah, but like there wasn't even that either. Like that that you you need to get get your ass kicked. Mm. Um, they don't get their ass kicked in that film. They just do it, you know. Um, and uh, it was just weird. It was kind of like um, Paul Anderson did it. Did a very cool language barrier thing in films beforehand actually and i can't like call me call me a flog for comparing his work to his older work but i think that's the one of the best bases that we can have i loved the section of the predator um and the main character in alien vs predator that was sick you know um and they got so much more information passed through to the audience and also between characters just by having such a smaller amount of time. Um, there was that section, I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen Alien vs Predator, but it's one of my favourite films growing up. 
Um, it was great. I still love the Alien franchise, and a lot of people don't like Alien vs Predator, but I love it. Um, but there's this one section where the Predator, this young Predator, Yaucher, um, squeezes this this alien's finger, and it burns the concrete, and then he uh, squeezes it onto a shield that he's made out of an alien's head, and it doesn't um, melt through that. And that's all you need to do to to give information. But then the the way the and they don't speak the same language, obviously. But then in this film, we get an hour of it of these two <laughs> idiots talking to each other, and they're like trying to communicate, and it's just not landing. These these two characters are just not not communicating in any way effectively. Um, one dude's like, let me tie her up. She's obviously like really keen on some water. Like she's been in the hot sun, you know, you've also been in the hot sun. Nah, I'll just tie her up and I'll just drink water and waste water in front of her and also just chew up some like green herbs, um, you know, and, oh, that's why she's angry at me. <sighs> it's just really, really lame. Cause it's like, you've done this before, Paul, you know, you should be able to convey messages and um, do nonverbal translation a lot better than what you've done in this film. That's uh, that's only like the base, the base movie issues too. That's got nothing to do yeah. with like why are they using fire jewel blades on a Diablo who's <laughs> immune to fire? Yeah. That, None like, of the actual lore stuff. Yeah, yeah, the the insect glaive not having a kinsect. Um, just. The, the great the sword being stuff. being like four feet long, um, having the sword from the sword and shield, but just the sword, not the shield. Um, the and this is coming from someone who was like, you know, me, me and my wife were huge fans of the game. Like every interview yeah. they did and everything, I was like, we were respecting the source material. I'm like, yeah, he was a huge fan of Resident what? Evil as well. Um, great, massive fan of Resident Why Evil. Why do Capcom really, keep really giving him things? Yeah, man. Did Capcom even give it to him? Or, I don't or think. They, like, like, I, we noticed this. Or... Like, I talked to Max about this. I didn't. I don't remember seeing Capcom's like name attached to this. Name attached to all. it at all. All I see is that it was based on it. There, it doesn't. I'm. I'm not sure. It could be something. It. It might be. It might be uh, a, a different section of Capcom or something like that. But I, I haven't seen anything. Even when we watched the film, that wasn't like presented by Capcom. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's like the lingering um, ex-boyfriend of Capcom. Capcom's like, yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, you can come to the barbecue. And he's like, oh, I've got this really cool idea, Capcom. And they're like, okay, cool, man. That's cool. You you do you do with that what you want. Yeah, like I don't know. It's it's a mess. I can't I can't recommend it to anyone. I really can't. Like me, fans, me non non fans are like, it's just a bad film. It and I and I so and I think bad. that it's worse. The worst thing it does, right? And this is the basis of a lot of my personal reviews: is you are in the business of entertainment, be it movies, games, music. Your whole thing is to entertain your audience. So the worst possible thing you can be is boring, and because you are failing yeah. your fundamental like reason for existing, that movie is boring. There's not yeah. a redeeming factor about it. There's, it didn't feel like there was this, there, there was no urgency. Um, so I wasn't entertained by trying to get to the urgent moment. Um, 
when they're like, oh, there's, oh, I need to get back to my world. So Mila, uh, if anyone who hasn't seen it, Mila, Mila's character, Artemis, I'll just say Art- Artemis, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Artemis is like her, her and a desert rangers group get, uh, they're driving around. There's a bunch of these um, pillars and they're like, oh, why are they here? Instantly I'd be like, yo, what's up? I'm calling someone in. Like, this is crazy. These pillars uh, came out of nowhere. She gets her and her whole team get zapped to this other pl- this other realm, and then all of her homies die, and then all of a sudden she just doesn't like care. She's just now training and fighting Tony Jar. Um and then all of a sudden, like at some point down the line there was an urgency to get back to the old world, but then everyone died. Now there's no urgency. Um, sure, that's part of the film now, but we've swapped that, oh, I need to get back to the old, to my world. We've swapped that with, I need to get off this rock because a Diabolos is hunting me down. And there's also uh, arachnids everywhere. Um, so, but I don't know. I'd say like they're the Bionicles arachnids. They were closer to that than anything. Um, but, the, uh, but it was weird because the plot completely changes. It goes from we need to get back to our world to we need to get off this rock. And that was it. Sure, there was like every now and then we get a long shot of the the tower in the distance that's, that looks like the source of the power of, that's going to send people to and from this world. But we're scared and training to defeat Diablos. We're not training to get out of this place. There's also nothing rooted, like grounding us with the old world. There's nothing that's saying, you know, this is why Artis wants to get back. Didn't she have like a, a, a tin can with a wedding ring in it, wasn't it? Yeah, some uh, sort of like... Is, is that something Is that something that I remember? Yeah, or, some and tin, why tin thing with like a ring in it and you're like, um... Cool. Like, so, yeah, this, like, is, is he dead? Like, it was heavily implied that like Artemis's partner was dead, and it's like, cool. You don't need to go back, bro. You've got nothing. Don't stress. You're cool here. From now on, you hunt monsters. Monster hunter. Meow. Meow. Uh, like, we could be here for ages, and obviously, we're trying to. We want to keep to our tight schedules, so we might talk about this more in the future because <laughs> we we this conversation has been going on for weeks since we've seen it, months even yeah. since we've seen it. Um, Max, I want you'll go. You can go first. I want your closing, like you just your fun closing, closing remark and a score. Closing remark and score. Yeah. Okay. Um, does the score have to be a positive number? No, it does not. <laughs> okay. Um, look, I went into this film expecting to be entertained by a bad movie and i left this film after having wasted what was it two hours of my life i like i was so disappointed as a fan not, not, of the not, series not and just a waste someone that, that wanted to have fun with my friends watching something and it cool. wasn't even like you wasted your life your relationship was nearly on the rocks because of a certain comment <laughs> made wasn't it <laughs> Oh, yeah, my partner said the movie wasn't too bad, and I, oh, yeah, look, it was nearly over then. I was about to break up with it for you, man. I would have taken the dogs. This yeah. this, um, this hunting party sticks together. We ha- we'll have no slander in this hunting party. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, look, honestly, as we've said 
you know, there's very minimal in the way of redeeming qualities. Like, I know I joked about giving it a negative rating, but I honestly probably would rate it one or two out of ten. Like yeah. the one, the one being that the visual effects were actually really good. They might not necessarily be true to any part of the lore, and most of them looked pretty stupid if you're a Monster Hunter fan. But overall, they were really well done. Um, and that's kind of all I can say about that. I don't know. I don't want to take up too much extra time going into the <laughs> negative. Yeah, so again, with my closing remark, it's exactly what I said before. It fails fundamentally at what a movie should be, which is entertaining. It's not bad entertaining. It's not good entertaining. It is just garbage. I'm exactly the same. I'm going to give it a 2, purely out of the respect for the people at Mr. X FX who did the monsters. Um, apart from that, everything else was so substandard and I just, yeah, I could not recommend that film to anybody. Addy. Um, I give it, out of two thumbs up, I give it uh, a, a clipped thumbnail um, that's like I've chewed off, I guess, not even clipped. I've chewed off and I've thrown it to the ground somewhere. Out of two thumbs up. it The guys that did the special effects... I pick better jobs, you know, maybe. Um, not as in, like, keep doing what you're doing because yeah, you're really good at it, but don't listen to Paul Anderson. If he tells you to do something, say no. He'll go away eventually. Um, question what he is bringing to the table. Yeah, question. If he goes, look, I've got this really cool idea for a movie, man. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's American. I'm pretty sure. I don't know why I did that accent. But um, just say no. Uh, he'll eventually leave. Um, or use bug spray or something. I don't know. Um, it it was not a good movie. It was it lacked focus in all fields, uh, plot, characters, everything. There was just there was no driving force. There was no no interest. Nothing made me go. I can't wait to see the end of this film. Um, there was nothing that went. I can't wait to see the next scene. Nothing like that. It was me the whole time, just going, "Holy crap! Can they just turn this off already?" Um, there was there was nothing, not not a single thing. Even if they were like, if someone said, "Hey, this awesome your favorite monster," if someone was like, "Yo, uh, uh, Nagakuga is going to show up soon. Silverwing Nagakuga is going to show up." Um, the big te- it was in the teaser trailer. It was only like two red red lights as the the eyes. It's going to be there about the halfway point of the film. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, "So, I don't care." I do, I do not care. Um, I'll turn it off. Um, it's It looks great, but that's it. That's as far as it goes. Um, and that's, uh, well, I guess with that comment, that's, uh, that's our review of Monster Hunter from the three yeah. of us. So a universal big two thumbs down. <laughs> two thumbs yeah. thank, away Thank down. you for tuning in and listening to our podcast instead of watching the movie. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully this was more entertaining than watching the movie. <laughs> Yeah, go be watch it, be it on uh, YouTube go watch or Anderson's old stuff. Go, go watch Mortal Kombat. Go watch go the nineteen ninety eight Mortal Kombat. That was, sick. that was awesome. Don't. Uh, it's up to you if you want to watch the second one. Go watch Event Horizon. Go watch Alien vs Predator. Um, go have fun. You know, don't watch this. Hell, I'd even recommend the, at least the first Resident Evil movie. I remember that being solid. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but again, no. Thank you so much. We will be back in a fortnight's time with our 
Godzilla vs. Kong review, because we're going to go watch that the same day Rise comes out. It's a big monster bash day for all of us. So We're going to um, be just a bunch of dorks in the cinema with our witches. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for those who've been asking for the podcast to come back. It is back now, like I said, now that everything's up and running, COVID, all that stuff, we are finally going to ha- have the routine. Thank you to Addy and Max, especially Max, I guess, joining us for this topic Addy, Ollie and myself will be back with more game related stuff and more movie reviews Max might even join us next time as well because he was coming to Godzilla with us definitely um, for any information please keep hold of our socials and for those who are following due to the development of Shape Versus we will be doing some Shape Versus centred podcasting content soon but uh yes from all of us we're signing off I'm Dean I'm Mason. Yep, and we'll we'll catch (laughs) we'll catch you next time. Thanks everyone. Thank you.